What is going on, y'all? It is Cover 32 back with another Fantasy Impact episode. I'm here joined by Drew. What up? What up? What up? What's going on, bro? Joined by Sid. What's going on, people? Got to get the boys in for a Discord call to make sure that we can put something out because Leonard Fournette of the Jacksonville Jaguars was just released this morning. And wow, wow. does that have some fantasy implications. So <laughs> let's get straight into it. Sid, what what fantasy impact does this transaction, does Leonard Fournette being released, what fantasy impact does that hold? Man, I'm telling you, I mean, this changes up drafts. If you drafted, it changes up the strategy you had that you went into the draft with. It changes up what you're going to do for the season. The waivers are going to be off the charts this week. Um, Leonard Fournette, man, he was the the bread and butter to the Jaguars offense. It ran through him. All right. It was that chip, that championship team they had was Leonard Fournette in that defense. So with the exit of Leonard Fournette, a lot of things happening. I'll, I'll start with the, the upside is Gardner Minshew and DJ chart. Now I'm not saying to draft Gardner Minshew in the first round for a can of Bud Light. That's not what we're trying to tell you. <laughs> but what we are trying to tell you is that Chark is going to become like a Michael Thomas target monster. I'm talking about uh, Leonard Fournette has averaged over 70-plus targets in his three years with the Jaguars. That's got to go somewhere. And a great portion of that is going to DJ Chark. And Minshew, who's also – not only is he on the worst team in football, but this man is – Pretty much playing for his job because guess what? Jaguars have officially hopped on that tank for Trevor Train. So either he gets it done or he doesn't and Trevor will get it done. So, I mean, just off the rip, DJ Chark, Gardner Minshew, upside way up. Yeah, I personally think that aside from the running backs, I think Gardner Minshew definitely is one of the bigger winners from this uh, this transaction. Gardner, like now there's going to be more on Gardner Minshew's shoulders because they're not going to rely on uh, Chris Thompson and Armstead to be that bell cow that Fournette was. Um, Even though I do think that their workload will increase, I think that Gardner Minshew's workload is going to increase a lot more. Uh, So he might have just stepped into QB2 conversation just by losing that running back. Um, but now my question to Drew with, with those, those running backs, what, what, what is this fantasy impact? How does this affect them? So those two running backs, um, that they have behind Chris Thompson have, uh, totaled in their career, uh, both less than 15 carries. So I see a, a lot of people running and grabbing those guys, which, is a good idea because now Leonard Fournette's gone and he's obviously a, a, a bell cow. Um, but I think Chris Thompson in particular benefits the most from this um, because they're, I don't know, maybe they're tanking, maybe they're not, I, I don't know. It looks like they're tanking, but going into the season, if you're trying to be in the least uh, competitive, I would think to put a, a more proven guy in the backfield. And that would be Chris Thompson. He's been in the league for eight years um, and Almost every season he gets uh, picked up off of the waiver wire because he is a 
PPR machine when it comes to uh, running backs in fantasy. So I think that his draft stock, me personally, for me, it, he, he goes up the most. Um, Armstead could be good, but he's very young and completely unproven at this point. Um, but I do like uh, in drafts, if you haven't uh, drafted yet, taking a look at Chris Thompson, not even really late at this point, because if you're playing PPR, he's going to snag a lot of those balls out of the backfield. Um, and I do, I, I like his, his upside to a degree. Now we don't know who Jacksonville is going to sign if they sign another running back, but, um, I like Chris Thompson a little bit more for that, for those, uh, pass catching reasons. So for those people who haven't done their drafts yet to put in perspective, where are you kind of looking, what range are you kind of looking at picking these guys up at? So for Chris Thompson, if you're playing PPR, I would be completely comfortable if you're drafting him as your uh, at, at a flex spot. Not, I'm not comfortable with him at RB2 just yet until I see what they're going to do on offense. They could just give Gardner Minshew the keys and let him throw it all over the field. So we don't really know like what direction they're going in now if you're getting rid of Leonard Fournette. But um, if Chris Thompson's at my flex or if you're grabbing him as your third or fourth running back, off the board, I'm completely fine with that. And if you haven't grabbed one of those guys, one of those three running backs now, um, listening to this episode, you've missed out. Because as of right now, uh, which is the, the last day of, of August, you have uh, completely missed out on the, on the <laughs> Jacksonville running back train. So, yes, sir. so uh, yeah, you're going to have to – I wouldn't go trying to, to trade for those backup guys because we don't know the situation yet, but – um, yeah, I would, I'd be comfortable with Chris Thompson. I might flex with my, uh, a bench stash on, on certain weeks. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, Sid, for those people who have already drafted, I was, obviously we know many people have already had their home league drafts. So for those people who have already drafted for net, what do these people do with him? And how, if they, do you keep him or do you replace him? And if you replace him, who are you looking to replace him with? And this is a, a very good question because I know a lot of people are panicking. They picked up Leonard Fournette in the late second, early third, maybe fourth round this year because, let's face it, I mean, out of every team, he probably had the best workload. But now, obviously, he has zero workload. So what do you do with your Leonard Fournette woes? Um, obviously, most likely, I don't think there's anyone – dumb enough to trade you for Leonard Fournette at this <laughs> current time. If they're if they are, I mean by all means, get a viable choice for him. But most likely not. Um I definitely would not panic. Uh especially because let's face like 2020 has been such a crazy year, man. Um people are starting to hold out. COVID is uh still breathing down our necks. In, there was no preseason. There's going to be so many different injuries, and the league right now is so thirsty for not even good running backs, just the running back position, period. So Leonard Fournette will be employed sooner than later, and a lot of teams that need him are great teams. Like, for example, uh, the Bucks will probably be in that market. Um the New England Patriots. I mean, could you imagine Leonard Fournette with Cam Newton in a Josh McDaniels offense? 
I didn't even. We don't have to. We don't need to. We don't need to think about. I didn't even think about that. That actually does sound Uh, nice. Yeah. The Dolphins are. I mean, whether you like them or not, I mean, the workload that the Dolphins would give this man with a. uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't practiced in weeks. It looks like Tua is. It's starting to look like Tua is going to be the starter. And imagine if he had a Leonard Fournette to hand the ball off. Mm -hmm. Um, The Rams. Ever since they lost Todd Gurley, they're going to be in the market. And Washington football team, because Geis doesn't like to play nice. He likes to beat up women <laughs> like most running backs. So we're talking about teams where he's either going to a great team or he's going to get a great workload. So Leonard Fournette has still had upside. Now, if maybe you went a zero RB technique and or you drafted your running backs late or you were leaning on Leonard Fournette for that RB1, that hopeful RB1, RB2 position, what do you do now? Well, depending on how your waivers situation is, just get at this point, hopefully if you're in a PPR league, get someone who's going to catch the football. Um, Matt Breda, uh, Dash, this is an unpopular opinion, but maybe even look into stashing Devontae Freeman. I'm telling you, the thirst for running backs over these next few weeks are going to be insane. Um, yeah, pretty much, I would uh, I would not panic at all. Um, keep Fournette, and I guarantee you, you're going to be in a position to where he either, his workload is going to be ridiculous, or he's going to be one of the hottest trade baits this season. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, Drew, what is one of your f- what is one of your favorite landing spots right now for Fournette? Um, my favorite would would probably be the Bucks. That would be crazy yeah. if the Bucks landed <laughs> Fournette. Um, as, if, as if they needed any more fire. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I do, Jordan. I know you don't like this landing spot, <laughs> <laughs> but um. With whatever is going on with Miles Sanders' lower half, as they've been referring to it as, <laughs> um, that would be a really good pickup for the Eagles because although they have Ertz and Jalen Rager, um, it's still kind of one of those wide receiver cores that you just don't know what you're going to get out of. Um, so to add a running back like that to kind of uh, mix the defense up a little bit, uh, for like game game planning and scheming and stuff like that, that would be a a good spot for him, especially if they don't know what the situation with Miles Sanders is. And if he goes to the Eagles, that automatically means that something serious has happened to to Miles Sanders. So yeah, um, I actually that's probably my favorite spot for him. I actually saw so they have finally officially said what the injury was, and it was a hamstring injury. Oh, it was a yeah. lot of those, a lot and of those this year. So I guess the doctor said that it was not a bad injury, but it also wasn't a minor injury, so it was okay. moderate. Okay. Um, okay. So I agree with that take. That's probably my favorite landing spot, aside from me being a Philly truther. Um, yeah. yeah. I do yeah. think that I like Miles Sanders, but if I think you're there, if you were to pass up on a veteran running back like Leonard Fournette, you're passing up 
and you're putting a lot of your eggs all into Miles Sanders' basket, who is already starting mm-hmm. the season off injured. And yep. as we know, like hamstring injuries, they can linger the entire season. Um, yeah. So as much as I don't like it because I, I love Miles Sanders as a fantasy option, um, from a real real life perspective, I definitely can see Philly doing something like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Sid, you got a favorite faith a favorite landing spot for Fournette? As much as it pains me to say, man, I would love to see that boy on the Patriots, man. Yeah. Like just just so I feel like Cam doesn't have any hope and he would just bring up everyone's value, Cam's value, uh Julian Edelman's value, uh Nikhil Harry. It, he would just be uh in a system where he could thrive and New England loves to run the football. And there's no guessing um, in the red zone. He's a pound, like he's a ground and pound machine. And the Patriots haven't had someone like that in a long time. I would, I would honestly love to see it fantasy wise. Fan wise, absolutely not. Right. <laughs> you know what I was yeah, I had to a, see? Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say I had a, um, I don't know if you were going to touch on this, Jordan, but I had a, a, something to say about the, if you haven't drafted your team yet. Mm, go for it. What do you, because I've I've actually gotten uh, since we posted on the episode, a couple people ask like, "All right, well, where do you draft him now? Like, what do you do with Leonard Fournette if you haven't drafted at all yet?" Right. So, the, for me, where where I would draft Leonard Fournette, I would still draft him even if he's not um, on a team before your draft. Which and I don't even I don't know when he's gonna get picked up hopefully it's before the season obviously but right he will play football yeah he's playing football yeah yeah and regardless of what team he even gets drafted to because the running back position is so shallow this year you have to go into the first and second round with at least one running back and if not you should probably be going double rb at this point because there's a lot of stuff going on there's miles sanders Mm -hmm. injury Leonard Fournette's not on the team. Alvin Kamara's threatening to hold out. Joe, we've heard some Joe Mixon stuff that so he's saying he has headaches, but he might not actually have headaches, and it's a <laughs> contract dispute. There's a lot of stuff going on running back, so that just makes the position that more valuable at the top of drafts, and that that scares me a little bit because now my scheme for whatever drafts I have less has have left has uh, changed about 37 times already. So, um, I would like. Leonard Fournette to I can't even it's too soon to put a, a ADP on Leonard Fournette at this point yeah. I don't even know I haven't even looked at ADP on any websites to where Fournette's falling right now but it I, for me it's out of the top 20 running backs at least yeah <laughs> I'm actually so I with that with that kind of a situation I would be comfortable drafting him around where all the handcuffs are going yeah, so, yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. You're talking like, was that this round's like 11 to like 14? Um, yeah. So when you're picking up your Tony Pollards, you're picking up your Chase Edmonds and your Latavius Murrays, yep. I would be comfortable picking up a Leonard Fournette there because by that time, you already got a complete roster and now you're looking for some league winners, which Fournette right. could be a, a winner for you. Um, you right, just kind of right. stash him. Yeah, you could two, have two RB1s and then take a flyer on Leonard Fournette getting, even if he doesn't even come back week one, if he come, signs and comes back week four or whatever, you potentially have another RB1 on your roster. So definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely worth taking a, um, taking a shot at later in the draft. 
Yeah, just don't give up too much capital for him. Yeah, exactly. Totally get it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me in this fantasy impact. Uh, we had to make sure that we got a little something out for the listeners so that way yes, you guys can proceed accordingly. Um, but I don't think I don't know. anything else you guys got. Nah, man, that's it. We got the that's uh, it, man. We got the, the the question episode coming up. Yep. The uh, the people's episode. The people's that'll be the next episode. one. <laughs> that'll be the next one you guys hear. So just wanted to hit you with this uh, Leonard Fournette uh, news because this is extreme fantasy impact, especially if you've already drafted or this is pretty much the last week you can draft. So yeah, definitely definitely big news we had to get out there. Hopefully the running backs will take take it easy on us for the rest of the week so that way we can yeah, <laughs> please do not get arrested or punch uh, anybody for the rest yeah, of that, that zero RB thing looking sexy right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> Just leave them all alone. Who needs an RB? <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Drew, for hopping on. Uh, Sid, uh-huh. thank you for taking time away from the family. Really appreciate it. Um, and thank you, listeners, for always being there and always listening. Uh, but until next time, I've been Jordan. We've had Sid. We've had Drew. Thank you so much for listening to Cover 32. Peace. <laughs>